Hi, I'm Abby McNally. I just got saved a year ago this March, and I just started reading the Bible a year ago. Um, I can't stress how much it is life-changing. I cannot stress how important it is to read daily, and that is why we started this podcast, was to create an interactive Bible study to just teach the Word, to get the Gospel out there to everyone in the entire world, and to share our perspectives because it's really important to not just read the word but to share your perspectives and to have communion with each other and talk about the word that's all we should be talking about I'll let terry introduce himself hi i'm perry Boston, and i'm here today to talk about jesus and how much he's awesome to us and how much he loves each and every one of us and how we get back to loving Jesus ourselves. So um, I'll let Abby start off with the prayer of the day here, and we'll, uh, we'll let God bless our message, and we'll, we'll move forward. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we love you so much. We exalt you, we glorify you, and we ask that you would come be present during this message today. Lord, I ask that you would anoint us and that you would use us as a channel to get your word out. Lord, every knee will bow to you, and every tongue will confess that you are the King of Kings. We are nothing but dust, and you are the Creator that made us all. Lord, we love you so much, and we honor you. We glorify you, and we, we are here to share your word, and we are grateful for it. We're grateful for the privilege to be able to speak your word in freedom. We're grateful for these words that you gave us that are life. Lord, I ask that you would give us understanding, and that you would reveal your message to us that you would speak to us and that you would walk with us all day long and guide us in your path of righteousness that you would remind us of your words and the ways that you have taught us to walk lord in your holy and precious name we pray amen, amen. so my verse for today is psalms 119 126 it is time for thee lord to work for they have made void thy law. Oh, I, I want to go back and talk about something about we went through yesterday. Um, you know, and, and it's uh, Jacob deceiving his father. And, and, you know, basically this sets up an, another commandment. You know, he, he's not honoring his father. He's not. Yeah. And, and, and he's stealing. He's not honoring his father and, and he's stealing from stealing. his brother. So, so, loving his neighbor as himself, and he's right, not right. So, so, God first because God's commandments. Well, he, they they didn't have the commandments, but they at least knew. But, well, the, like I said, this is this is the setup for the commandments. This is why the commandments. This is the example of why the commandments are so important to us. God first, and, and, you wouldn't and, do any of those things. You yeah, would trust you can see, that God yeah, is yeah. going to give you what you need. And he wasn't trusting in God at all. He was trusting in the world, which is what everyone does now. He was saying, you know what? I'm going to look out for myself. How many times do you hear that now? Well, I'm just looking right. out for myself. I'm just looking out for me. Exactly. That's the problem. And that's why I read this. That's, exactly, that's the exact opposite of the Bible teachings. The Bible the teachings, teachings the exact opposite than everything there, that we are being taught today in the world. There's not one Ten commandment that is about yourself. It's about, it's about other people you know what i mean don't steal from your neighbor don't covet thy neighbor don't, don't do lie. these things don't talk about your don't, neighbor right and those, those are all things that you do to someone else so those, those, this has nothing to do with self the ten commandments have nothing to do not them. one thing not one. about yourself 
Right, so God's commandments have nothing to do with honoring ourselves, honoring my my truth, my my anything. God's God's commandments don't don't do that. They honor they honor the mother and the father. They they give respect to the neighbor. They help other people. That's what God's commandments do. They, they never one time does God say, "Go do for yourself, do for God, and do for others." Joy. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta understand what joy really means. In order to experience joy, you gotta understand it's Jesus, others, and yourself. You serve in that order. There's no other order. You know, you put God first, and then you put your family, and then you put everything else. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? God, family, job is what I like to call it because they I don't go in any other. I just received a message this morning that was exactly about. Um how the world has shifted to this new belief that your family comes first. And I hear a lot of people say this, that family comes first and then you serve God after. And it's like, I can't, I can't understand how in the world this has ever even become a thought in anyone's mind, because I don't know how you can't acknowledge that God gave you your family and they can be gone in an instant. I have lost like half of my family and I can tell you it's it's in an instant they're just they're here and then they're gone i mean every single family member i've lost almost has been a freak accident at 16 years old 49 years old you know all all of them were at an age where it wasn't expected it was just god pulling them home and it it made me realize at a young age that the only thing that we are always guaranteed is God's love. That's that's the only thing we're ever guaranteed in this life. And so why would you ever put anything above that? I mean, it's and, 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 it's and, you, and, you, did, and you did. And that's what that's what took you down the road of, of the devil. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you, it led me straight down the paths to the devil. If you saw God in all the things that happened, you you would have you would have stayed on the path, but you didn't because no, I became you, a victim and I I got mad at victim. God and I blamed him because I lost five people in a short span of a couple years and I just plummeted into drugs and alcohol and I got myself in such a state where they, where Satan could just walk right in and deceive me and he did man for eight years he had me completely he'll, fooled. He'll open up that door and let you in. Just a little bit. He'll crack just, it just a little yeah. bit. He'll crack, it he'll crack just a little bit, bit of darkness in there. Why you do this to me? Crack open the door. God, yeah, that's why what would you take them from me? Crack open the door. I'm going to go like, As soon as you're questioning God, as soon as you question God, Satan's right there. He's there, there instantly. Boom. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'll give, can you just give me a little bit more? Can I get, just get a tiny bit more? Can I get a little bit more? Then all of a sudden, he's got it all. He's got everything, you know what I mean? You keep giving him a little bit and a little bit. I'm going to share what we just came up with. Huh? I'm going to share what we just came up with. I have to. Go ahead. So, so whenever I hear it's just a... I literally can see that's where Satan is. That's that's where he's attached. It's just a... The, it's just a tradition. It's just a thing that we've always done. It's, oh, it's just, it's, just, a, it's just the Sabbath. It's just, a, you know what I mean? It's just Sunday. It's just, it's not it's just, like that anymore, though. It's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's not, that's the problem. Yeah, it's, it's not like that. You know what I mean? There is no God. They're, they're right about that. You're right. It's not, it's not like that anymore. You know what? Because we don't have God it's anymore. Been done before it doesn't need to be done again. We've let Satan take a hold for too long and it's time to take that away. This, this door we've opened for him, this 
gap that we've created with this gray area where, yeah, but, you know, they were pretty extreme. Yeah, but they're taking it pretty far. No, we're following the Bible. We're following the Bible. Following the Bible is not taking it too far. Where we've gotten away from the Bible and allowed Satan in, that is the problem. Because God doesn't see it any other way. He only sees that Satan has been allowed into our world further than he ever has before. By well, the, the, the prime example of this is coming tomorrow. You know, how many people actually follow the Passover? And that's, you know why, I mean? God, that's why all God, 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 God commanded it for all times. He, 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 he didn't, didn't say, like, do this until you feel like it's not necessary. He did this so we remember always what God did for us. We always have remembrance. And that, and if you think about it, like through the lunar cycle of time, there, there's no need for weeks. The only reason we have a week is so we can celebrate the Sabbath. The moon cycles, there's no weeks in there. You know what I mean? There's four complete weeks inside of a moon cycle. Well, God created the week so every seven days that he created, we would have a day of Sabbath. Sabbath. So the only reason the week exists it is because of God. There's no need for a week. It would just be 28 days on a calendar. But God said, no, every seven days, you're going to take a day and you're going to honor me. And so he created the week. So people don't understand, like, there's no even reason to have a week in a calendar unless God is part of that. Because it would just be 28 days on a month. There would be no reason to have a week because it has nothing to do with any kind of moon cycle it doesn't have anything to, to do with month, like, each day and what the creation was on that day and the, 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 the daily sacrifice it, it's written in david 8 we've forgotten the daily sacrifice that daily sacrifice he's talking about it's not killing something it's the sacrifice of the day the one day a month a week we've, we've taken away we've gotten rid of that and then david 8 or daniel 8 it tells you like that that's when the time comes at the end times is because people have forgotten about this daily sacrifices this Sabbath that we're supposed to have people say well I can do anything on the Sabbath because Jesus died but no that's I, I never read anywhere in all my Bible studies in my entire life where Jesus said don't Since follow I God's died, rules because you can sin openly yeah you can do whatever you want you go out murder you go out rain, you forget about the Sabbath it's you can do all these things now it's not in there. I promise you it's not. And it, and it teaches everywhere, in even the Old Testament and the New Testament, to follow the Passover. It, it doesn't say to take it out. It, Paul teaches it. John teaches it. Jesus went to it. God commanded it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not an option. Exodus it's, it's not, 12, 14. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Forever. It doesn't say. It doesn't say when, when my son comes back. Forever. That covers for, eternity, right? Whole, forever, forever, forever. Throughout you can't say forever. And forever. There is no, but when my son dies on the cross, then you can stop. It's not in there. It's not. And this is not just for Jewish people. This is not for, well, that we aren't his chosen. We are all his chosen people. That's why he died on the cross. That, so that, just, follow his, that follow his laws. That follow his rules. With the chosen people follow God's rules. If you don't want to be one of those, if you don't want to be one of God's people, people don't his follow his people. rules. Exactly. Yeah. If, you, if you follow his rules, you are his chosen person. If you're going to heaven, you are his chosen people. If you right. are not his chosen people, you are not going to heaven. I mean, it's, right. it's just that plain. It's, 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 it's written in black and white for a reason, because no, it's black and white. It's, God it's made it black and white. Not, again, the gray area is what we've made, and that's where Satan dwells. That's where, and there's, there's a scripture that talks about, 
you know, um, when you're tempted, there's a lot of scriptures on being tempted. And James goes into this a lot. And he says, you know, if you love the world, you don't love the law. You don't love the commandments. You just, you You can't serve two masters. Right, right. And that's clearly said. He's like, if you love the world and don't follow, or you don't follow the laws, then you love the world. You know what I mean? So he's saying right there, like people that aren't following God's laws. You will keep my commandments. Yeah. And this so, is so a there's commandment nowhere. right here, is it not? And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. That sounds like a commandment to me. It, it, it is. It, it's it's, it's what God is telling us we, we have to do. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's and then the, he goes through and he lists it all. Here's the other one. And the first day, that shall be a holy convocation. Tomorrow is the first day. Tomorrow is a holy day. Tomorrow is to be treated just as the Sabbath. It's the same, same, same as uh, same as Friday, same as Sunday. You know what I mean? The same, the same, because God ordains it right here. You know what I mean? At the beginning of this and Passover, the this day, is there a holy shall day. Be in holy convocation to you. So the first and the seventh day. Right, right. No so manner you, you, of work we, shall be done in them, save that which every man must eat. That only may be done of you. That's it. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this self same day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. When so, then we go back to the first commandment, and it, it, it's remembering. You know, remembering I am the God that took you out of ex, out of Egypt. That's the first commandment of God. So this goes back. What God's saying in the first commandment is, I am, remember, I am the God. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt right, right. So right, right there, gods before me. Right there, he's saying that this that we need to remember this Passover. And, and then he puts it in his first commandment that it not not the second, not the third, just not, I, I was God that created the world. He didn't say that. He said, remember that I am the God that brought you out of Egypt. That's what he says. He doesn't say, don't remember I'm the God that created everything in the heavens, because all this stuff. He doesn't say that. God could have said that right there, but he doesn't. He t- tells us to remember that I am the God that brought you out of Egypt. You know what I mean? He says it right there. Clear as day. First commandment. He does. He doesn't hide it. It's not number six. Like you don't want to read all the way down the list. Right there in the beginning, those exact words that put the Passover commandment into place. So the Passover, he's saying right here, first thing you do doesn't matter. Never forget it. Never forget. Never forget it. Never forget. I am the God that brought you out of bondage, and it's you know what I mean. And that's what Passover does. The Passover should be celebrating. It shouldn't be this hard for us to do the Passover. The hoops that I've had to jump through. I have to pack lunches every day for my daughter. And bring them. I have to go through and I'm going to have to watch her like a hawk to make sure that she's not slipping. So, I mean, it's just the whole world. And unleavened bread, I want you to be real careful because I went through and checked the ingredients on all the unleavened bread at Sam's Club and Walmart and everywhere. And they all have yeast. Leaven in them. Or, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am not going so, to be eating unleavened bread because I can't because the world does not make it anymore. 
And we, we put a list up there of things that uh, on the love that, of James that, that, Facebook. I have posted all of this. I posted all the scripture. Exodus 12 covers it all. Just read Exodus 12. I posted it as well. I've made beautiful images to make it really click with you. And I've put a link where you can look up everything that has leaven. Baking soda, baking powder, toothpaste. Most of our toothpaste. I've got to find a sodium recipe. Bi sodium bicarbonate is one that they, they hide in there. Basically, it's, it's a levitating agent. You know, so sodium bicarbonate is baking soda. It, but they call it they call it other things, so you don't even know what it is. So, so look would that for, be pop, or no? No pop. Pop doesn't have it in it. Okay. No pop's fine. Okay. Yep. Yep. But so I mean, on that basically, list. really anything. I mean, uh, to be safe, I'm just going to eat meat and vegetables. Yogurt, <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> right. And, and, and what 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 they what they teach is the reason they don't sacrifice the lamb like they did before is because Jesus was the lamb. So there's right. no need to sacrifice the we lamb. We don't have to slaughter lamb and spread blood on our doors. Right, our first right, right. We don't have to do die. that because Jesus took that, but we just Jesus have took to that part. It. And that, that's why, yeah. you know, I was literally going over this with my daughter yesterday. You just remember? She's having right. such a hard time wrapping this up in her head and making sense of it. And she said, but mommy, I'm scared. I, I don't want to have to kill a sheep. She keeps crying about it. She's like, I don't want to. And I'm like, baby, we don't have to. We don't have to. God, God was that covered lamb. that. Jesus we, was, yeah. We are so blessed. We don't have to do any of that, sweetie. We just have to remember it and never forget it. All we have to do is not just eat bread crackers it. for a week. Yeah. That's it. Just you remember it. Just remember it. Yeah, it's that simple. Just remember, just remember what God did. Like, come on, people. Is that so damn hard? Is it? Is it so hard to do that? It's eight days. It's eight days. Right. Right. For every one, eight days a year that, that God asked you to... To serve him instead of serving yourself, you know what I mean? Like you can't do that. It, you can't do that. Like you can't be blessed. Thousand things that we can eat that don't have leaven in them. I mean, but they, they've been doing it since the beginning of time. It's, it's not nothing new. It's not. You know what I mean? Well, the, the feast yeah, of the feast stopped. of unleavened was always going on. It never stopped until recently. And the feast of unleavened was always part of society. It was the biggest part of society. It was it was celebrated by the presidents of the United States and the founding fathers built America on that principle of of the exodus of of honoring the God that brought us out of, of bondage. That was the entire founding principle of our country. Was this one phrase that remember the God brought you out of bondage? You know what I mean? That was, and our founding fathers that that they, they built our entire nation on off that those one words. And, and, and bringing God into our nation is what gave us the nation that we we had. Yeah. It's just sad to me. I've been, um, it's been a, it's been a week full of it for me. I just, you know, it's just hard well, it's, to It's see. that time of the year to reflect on that. That's, that's why you're going through these emotions because, because, because of what's going on, where we're at, what, what week we're in. Like this is the Holy Week. You know, Jesus entered Jerusalem just on Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday happened and now Jesus is in Jerusalem. I tell you what, Palm Sunday was the most anointed day I've ever had in my life too. I don't know. And then it it's going to get even better. You know what I mean? Because now, now we're entering, we're entering into the Holy part of that, of Jesus's resurrection, of, of the Passover feast, of, of Jesus's crucifixion. They're all happening in, in the next five days. I mean, come on people. I mean, it's, it's all happening right here in these five days. And, and we're in the middle of, of the holiest time, the, the biggest time to serve God is going on right now because, because this, 
This is, this is the beginning of the year. The spring has started. You know what I mean? And, and we're taking time out of the weather just warmed up. God wants us to step aside and just remember him before summer starts. And, and we're out doing everything. He wants to, He took this particular time for a reason because we just got out of the darkest time of the year. And now the light's coming back. And he wants us to remember who it was that brought this light to us. Who who that was able to give us these four seasons that we live in. Who was able to do all of these things? One person, one thing, God, God above all, created all of this for us to be able to come down here and honor him on this week. Yeah. He gave us all the ability in the world and everything so we could get together and we could join each other and celebrate what he had him. done. And, Not bunnies or eggs, God, right? to celebrate God. God. Yeah, to celebrate it is that Remember what he did. Remember Jesus' sacrifice. Remember those things. That's why we. That's why we wear the crosses because this that's makes me remember every minute, every second. It, it never leaves my soul because it's right here, and I can. Anytime I have a sad thought or anything, I remember what Jesus did. What Jesus did for me. You know what I mean? I. I, I don't have to think about it. I just. It's right here. You know what I mean? It's just right by my heart. It never comes off because. I always remember. I had someone uh, ask me once why we wear crosses because um, it's it's like well, why would you wear a cross day. if that's what happened? He was like brutally killed on it. For sure, and I remember that. To remember I remember it every... that because that's what right. he went through for. That's how much he loves us. To remember how much he loves us. That's why. That's, that's I mean, all it is. It's a, this is just a memory of Jesus. It has nothing to do with any kind of religion. I don't pray to this. I don't do anything to this cross. This cross is here to remind me and remind me only of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Yes. That's it. And it's not. It's not to be worshipped. It's not to be anything. It's my own personal way to remember every that we... minute that that there's something bigger than what I'm doing. And, and when I get sad and I get down. You know what I mean? And I think I'm not doing the right thing, and, and I want to just—I just want to give up. You know what? It's just—I feel—I feel God in me, and I feel Jesus and what they did, and I get back up. I get back up, and I start serving again. I get back up, and I, I just—I I start doing what I'm supposed to do because I remember. I remember His sacrifice is way greater than anything I'll ever do. Anything that I could ever give, Jesus already gave. He already sacrificed all of that. So I, I just got to get up and, re and remember that. Well, I'll never be able to experience it. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I want to remember that Jesus already did it. I don't want to have to go through what he did. Just like our parents tell us, like, I don't want you to go through the things that I went through. And I want you to be a better. And that's what Jesus told me. You know what I mean? He told me, he said, I don't want you to go through what I've been through. I want you to remember what I what I, what I did went through so you don't have to. So you don't have to go back to that. that. Every time I sit and wallow around in guilt and shame, I'm telling him that what he did up there means nothing to me. That's right. literally how he sees it. That's how he yeah. feels about it. He has laid it on oh, my heart so heavy. Every time I feel guilt or shame about my past or any mistake I've made, I am literally telling him that him going through that means nothing to me. And, so and, and, and that's why I always tell you, like, pick up your cross. That's because that's what I have to do. I have to pick up my cross. You know, when I'm down, I pick up my cross. I pick it up and I put it back on. And, and not I don't take I'm not physically taking this off. It's in my mind. I, I put it back on and I get up and, and I remember what Jesus did. And I go back to serving God because you if get you don't, a new chance every minute, every single minute is a new chance to just die and start over, die and start over. If you made over. mistakes in the past, just start over. God just gives us over. a fresh start every minute. And that's all he wants is us to to utilize that and not waste time wallowing around in pity. So 
And it, it, all, it all comes back to remembering the, the first commandment. You know what I mean? That, that's why it said that it's so important because the language in that first commandment, it doesn't, God could have said anything right there. No, these are God's words. And God said to Moses, you know, Hey, don't tell her. Remember that I'm the God who created you, and I'm the God that can destroy you. He doesn't say that. You know what I mean? He doesn't say anything. Out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Right, exactly. Just remember that. And then just, just a, just a little bit on down, he lets us know. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Right, and everybody always, everybody always tells me like, well, how can you be a jealous God if he's God? Well. Have you ever loved somebody and they, they, they're spending time with somebody else? It, well, how do you feel? Have you ever had a boyfriend or a girlfriend? He that, has that, to watch it every minute of every day. He, he right, right. Cause, cause, he's watching at all that, times. That, that goes back to his other commandments of, of coveting. You know what I mean? If you're not, you covet things. If, if you're not honoring God, he, he doesn't want you to coveting because that, that's what happens. You start coveting that person. You start wanting that person instead of God. You know what I mean? He doesn't want you to covet because he wants you, because he, he is a jealous God. Because he loves us so much that he doesn't want us loving anything more than him. Well, wouldn't you be jealous if you created something so perfect? I mean, think about it. He made us in his image. He made us. Look at the that, that, look, look, look at Emma. Look, what, what if Emma, every time, every time she saw me, she would not even pay any attention to you, and and you're like, but I'm your mom. Absolutely. I greeted you. I, 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 I feed you. you. But mom, I, I don't want to be around you. You know what I mean? I don't Absolutely. want to be around you. And how you gonna feel? You're gonna feel jealous of to me. I you're really, you're, you're sure. not gonna be mad at her. You're gonna feel jealousy, and yeah. you're gonna be jealous of me, and, and you're gonna be breaking the commandments because you're you're, you're bringing rage and jealousy and, and coveting. You want what? I have with Emma, you know, I want that. I want, I want that kind of relationship. And now you're coveting yeah. this. You know, you know what I mean? And that that's why that's why the jealous that's why he puts this jealousy in there is to let us know like I am a jealous God because I love you so much and you're cheating on me with, with this with this other thing. And that's you know what why I mean? he with, says all through the old testament, playing harlotries with he always says playing the harlot, that's exactly what he calls serving anything other than him. He refers to it as harlotry. Playing the yeah. harlot because and, you're and, and, and just be blunt, like you're being a whore. You know what I mean? You're being a whore. Yeah. You're putting yeah. yourself out there for other things other uh, than other. me. Yeah, uh, and, and it's just like exactly it's just like with your husband. If you were doing that, you know, God, God, that's why He brings in adultery here because you know it's it's, it's the same thing. You're you're adultery and not not just your husband or wife. You're adultery in God. So this isn't a commandment. It is that, that you should keep the family and not cheat on your husband or wife, but it also don't cheat on God. Don't be an adulterer to God. You know what I mean? You're cheating on God. That's what he's telling you here. You know what I mean? Don't commit adultery. Don't adultery me. Don't don't adultery God. Don't don't make him the whore. don't make him the whore. You know what I mean? You know, you're you're the whore. You know, and God's basically just coming out plain and simple and telling us this. And that, that's why you know, uh, the Ten Commandments are just such a powerful so um, thing. And, you know, I, I listened to a, a book the other day on, or on, on playing uh, by Dennis Prager uh, on the Ten Commandments. And, and he really, he I'm really, really he told, to read it. yeah, yeah, it's only like an hour. It's like super fast, but it, but it teaches, it teaches so much. But this, this guy, this guy, Dennis Prager, he, uh, he has a university and, and he teaches just the Torah. You know the first five books of, of the Bible, and then he spent his entire life studying this. And he, he he's a Jewish guy, 
So he understands the, the purpose of the Torah, you know what I mean? And, and he understands the, 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 the meaning of the Ten Commandments where you, when you listen to him, it, it just resonates with you, like what God was really saying to us. Like we, we, read, we read them almost out of context now when, when we read these because we, we, think, we think of ourselves when we're reading these. You know what I mean? And, and we got to remember that this didn't come from Moses or a king or anything. These are God's words. God spoke these words. And you know if what you mean? remember, the first set, Moses broke out of anger and then God wrote them the second time. Yeah, so for Moses sure. Yeah, wrote he broke them. He broke them. Told them. But then he broke them and went back mm -hmm. and God wrote them with his finger. It says God wrote them with his finger himself. Right. Right, right, right. God, God broke these Ten Commandments. You know what I mean. So you got to understand, like that. That's how deep these that's are. How like God, important it was for him. He he came down and wrote them into a stones. Right, right. So so, so you couldn't say like you could you couldn't worry about the authority. Like who was this man Moses to give these laws, or who was this God king that could give these laws? I don't have to follow this king. I don't believe in this king. Right. That's why God Himself wrote these laws because you can't say that. You can't say who gives these authority. God gave the authority of these laws. You know what I mean? God gave authority of these commandments right here. You know, I'm doing a series on Deuteronomy right now with him, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. I so love I can't Deuteronomy is my, I know I say this about every book, but really, <laughs> Every is, verse. It's my favorite one. <laughs> I love Deuteronomy I love. so much. <laughs> I, 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 that's, why, that's why I want to, you know, I can't uh, I have a favorite, it. but I, I love Deuteronomy so much. And I, I, I read, I read, this his, is why I read his book on Exodus. You know, and, and I mean, that's why I read I already read his book on Exodus, and that's why I went and got this one on Deuteronomy because the Exodus book, there, there's so many great things I can help teach you guys just by reading his one book. You know what I mean? It, it helps me interpret the Bible better than, than what I even understand it. You know what I mean? Because it, it breaks down the sum of all the holes, like the things that I don't understand, the things that were mistranslated in Hebrew to English. There's a lot of just little words, you know, like um, I think it's. What, which, which one is the commandment where uh, number six, I think, number, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, oh, yeah, look, don't, don't carry my name in vain. It, it's, oh, don't, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not don't take my name in vain. It, it's not. In, in the Hebrew translation, it Thus don't carry take my name. the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. See, see in, in the actual Hebrew translation, it, it, it says, it doesn't say the word take. It says the word carry. Do not carry. Do not carry my name with you in the name of evil. So don't pronounce my name. This is God's work, and you're going to do evil. It doesn't say don't don't say GD or anything like that. That's not what it's referring to. It's referring to carrying God's name to do evil, just like Hitler did. You know what I mean? Just like uh, Napoleon did, just like the... The Templars did. Don't carry my name in order to further your cause. Don't say because that hurts God. Yeah. That, that ruins God's name. Well, it's it tarnishes his God's stamp name. On something he didn't stamp. It's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're ruining I God's said, name. That's why God doesn't forgive you. Stole from someone, and I said, "Well, Terry told me to do it." Then Terry's now held accountable for something horrible I did, and his it's got you know his name all over that, and then it gives him a bad image, and that that's exactly that, that's exactly what God's saying. Say. That's exactly Don't what do that to saying. me. Don't yeah, you're, you're making me look bad by Don't what you're doing. Me look, yeah. 
Yeah, because then nobody trusts me because of the things that you're doing. See, and I you're, also like, see in that, I feel like he also does mean, though, don't don't speak. Well, the way I explain it to my daughter is, is don't use his name unless you're glorifying it or worshiping it. Oh, for, for, and, and that is what he says. That that, that's exactly, that's exactly it. It makes not important in that sense. When yeah. you say his name carelessly, then it shows that his name isn't sacred and holy and important. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Don't carry my name. And don't carry it. You know what I mean? No matter don't what you're doing. Vain, only carry it in, in holy and holiness, right? Only time, you, the only time you speak my name is in holiness and praise and, and, and honor. You know what I mean? If you speak my name outside of that, you're violation of this commandment. You know what I mean? And people need to get that. Like, it doesn't matter if you're making a logo. If it doesn't matter, you know, there's another one in there that do not create any images of, of it says right there. So that's why we don't do it. Because God, God told me that you don't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's right there. It says, don't Thou create an image. not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in below, the water. Below, below, below. Right, so right anything. there. So he's saying, don't make, make nothing of, of anything. No, don't make a graven image of Satan. Then he covers, it, says he covers right there. it all there. Heaven, and, earth, and the water below. Yeah. So, so if you're making planets and, and you're making images of planets and you're doing that stuff, you're violating this commandment. If you're making images of of God or Satan and, and you're and you're putting it on your brand, you're violating this commandment. That, that's why I told you yesterday I, I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You well, know what I mean? Because I prayed really hard about it, and I, I just it, prayed it's written right there. because I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just that's what I mean. I didn't so, feel and, and, like it was okay, and I didn't feel right about it. And so then I prayed to seek. The well, it's written right there. There's no, there's no. It's a clear. It's a very clear answer. Do not. Doesn't say if, if you do it a little bit. So do not do this. I shout, do not do this. God, God's words wrote that. Yeah. God's finger wrote that. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to do it. No. I, I fear God's wrath. Yeah, so I'm, I don't sure. care. I don't care if we lose brands or do any of that stuff because I fear God's wrath more than I care about what. That too, in my prayer was that I, I really don't care if I lose completely every bit of business in the world. I, I would, I would rather lose all the business than ever do anything that goes against God. And, and God, God will bless it no matter what. You know what I mean? Sure if you're, if you're following the laws, He's going. To, that's what Deuteronomy teaches us. It, it is the blessings of, of following the, the laws. Blessings. So, so they're. they're and then Leviticus yeah. talks about the curses. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're, we're, we're going to, that's why Leviticus is way down there. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a lot later. That's a lot. Yeah, well, way later. Yeah. Because, you know, it teaches, and, and, and you'll see in Leviticus the curses that are and going Deuteronomy on nowadays. It teaches you how to teach your kids. That's why I literally go to Deuteronomy. Yeah, that's why Deuteronomy is it's mother, so important. It teaches, it teaches you, a, a, you how, how to teach your kids. How to teach everybody, you know, how to how to teach. It teaches you how to teach. And it says like, to carry no. the Ten Commandments on the frontlet of your eyes, meaning when you close your eyes, you see them, you think it's so it's so embranded on your heart and in your mind that it is just carried all throughout. Well, you. everything you do, you know, like you, you got to see it. On your house. I mean, just not, no, don't just get a plaque and put it on your wall. No, no, no. Like literally the carry, foundation carry of with your you. household, the whole foundation of your household follows and abides in those rules. That's what that means. As a sign it in your house, that means like when you walk in this household, we follow the Ten Commandments. We, we serve the Lord. So do and, not and it do used to be on all the, And that's the reason that they put it on all the Supreme Courts and all the courthouses because there was a reason for that. You know what I mean? It was to show those people exactly what you're talking about. We follow these rules. Yeah, I these found a picture rules. of me in Jefferson City back when I was young and I was posing, on, like, like taking a picture in front of it because I thought it was really cool and I, and I forgot about this. It was huge, like three times the size of me, the Ten Commandments, carved in stone. Mm -hmm. 
And I found oh, that picture out. and I was like, wow, I forgot about that. At the Capitol building. Mm. In the Capitol yeah, building. yeah. At all Capitol buildings, there was this Ten Commandments placed there for a reason. Exactly the reason you just said. Because God, those people, the founding fathers wanted everybody to know when you walk in this house, you're walking in a house of God. We're, the we're serving God in here. And, and that, that's all changed now. Now we serve man by our laws. But before, we served based on God's laws there. You know, that's why you have a 12-man jury. That's why you have all of these things. Because that's how God ordained that. You know what I mean? We changed it to, to modify ourselves and to benefit ourselves. But God's initial plan was to follow these 10 laws and, and to have your judges of your peers and your equals to be able to judge you. You know what I mean? That's why we have a jury. Yeah. It's because God says, let your peers and them judge you, not not yeah, anybody else. he didn't want one person to be in charge. If we look back, he didn't want there to ever be a king. But everyone threw such a tantrum and a fit that he finally let it be. But well, he, he, said, he, he said that, the king. He was not He said happy. his own king. He Everybody wanted want a king. That. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll give you a king. All right, I'll give you uh, a king. Want, you guys want a king? Yeah. Uh -huh, you guys, I'm going to bring it. Deal I'm going to send it. his wrath. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I'm going to send you guys king. And that's what you want. They couldn't handle that, so he gave him David. They got a good one. And then yeah, look exactly. at what happens after that. Just continues and continues. All mm -hmm. through Kings, you can see what happens. And, and, and it's just how, how humans that's are. Why they they he forgot. Never wanted there they, to be a king. There should never be one person in charge. They let power get to their head, and pride takes over. Right, right. And then that, that's what we're going to see here in, in the next nine years we're going to see a prime example of why you don't they, they you don't do this like why god tried to stop this for so long because of the king that comes is a king of, of evil he's not a king of good he doesn't want to help the people he wants to only pride himself he only wants to exalt himself he only wants to put himself on most high you know what i mean that that's not a king that you need you need a king that wants to help the people, that wants to go down and, and, God first and, and lets God run his and puts God first, exactly. And, and then helping your people and, and honoring everybody else is, is that the king, your king has to be humble, like David. You know what I mean? David was humble. He was humble. You know, it has to be. And, and there's, there's no king God like him. For every single thing. Yeah, he did. I and mean, it's clearly written every day in his life that he sucked. He, he went for God. You know what I mean? He, he didn't never just go on his own. He always went to God first. Before he even went to any battle, before he went to anything, before he even went to lunch every day, David would get on his knees and pray that, that God would ordain his day. You know what I mean? And, and that, that was his honor to God to, to be able to do those things. And God, God worked through him to be put him as first king because he was so humble. Moses didn't get his spot because he was he was a proud man. He was the most humble man there was. You know what I mean? Jesus, the most humble person. So if you think like all this pride and stuff, it, it's going to make you a king. It's not. It's not because you have to be humble. You have to be willing to serve others in order to be anything. Because if you're not be humble, any kind of... then you won't let God come first. You won't let God speak through you. You'll get in your. You'll get in the way. You will. If yeah, you'll think you'll think that you're pride, right. You you'll get think in the way. And then, then you start. And then once you start doing that, you start getting into the justice. You know what I mean? Once you start giving that little oh, bit, well, it's, just, start, uh, it's just a, yeah, it's just a, yeah, I'm just it's killing just, the sinners. I'm, I'm just, just I'm just killing, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm doing just this for God. A better place. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the I'm world better. I'm just doing the same thing everyone else is doing. I'm just doing mm -hmm. what we've done for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's so it's no big deal. It's just a holiday. It's just a tradition. 
Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just eternal life or death is what it is. If you want to put a just on it and make it real, like it's just eternal life or death. You, you don't want to live. You either serve me or you don't. No. That's what you said. That's what he said. You either serve me or you don't. Is it? There's no, there's no gray area in there. You either do or you don't. So you serve yourself, you serve man, or you serve God. Plain and simple. There's no other way around it. But we didn't get much of a message out today. Yeah, but, but it's I okay. mean, we're gonna start because we, you know, we started a little bit late, so we'll get in, we'll get in through yeah. chapter thirty here and get. So, but I know, right. I know that was heavy on your heart, so I wanted to get that out for everybody yeah, today. I, I, so. it was, and that's that's what I told. I, that's why I called you before because I was like, I really. And, and, and that's my job is to, is to help teach. I you know, know whatever that we need whatever to be the message the is. Bible, but this is all so heavy on my heart. I have just had a morning of sadness overall. It's just, it's breaking my heart. I cannot stress this enough. It's breaking my heart. I just got saved one year ago, and when I look at the world, that I was just living in that I was doing the same thing it breaks my heart into pieces and it breaks my heart now that now that I have got a relationship with God where I can I can feel how he feels it's heart-wrenching I mean if if you just have a, a conversation with the Lord and see where his heart's at right now it'll break your heart so I just want he, to do he, he that he, it's, where, it's where our hearts are you know what I mean like it's, it's our lack of love for him that makes it, that that's the sadness that he yeah. that he feels. It, it, it's not it's not he, he feels loves us that he loves. I mean, Matt, again, you know it's I mean? just like we just gave the example with with your child. If your child just kept running to someone else and loving them and not ever looking at you or talking to you or speaking to you or anything, but then kept coming up to you, hey, I'm hungry. Can you feed me real quick? Okay, thanks. And then go back over. I mean, like you're gonna keep doing it because you love them, but it it'll just break your heart. That's exactly. Yeah. Where God's at, that's exactly what he's feeling and experiencing. His heart is just going through this, watching us put this world before him that he gave to us. Yeah, so, we're just here on borrowed time. We have just a very small window, a blink of an eye of, of living here. And, and then we return to him. So how you serve him on this earth will be what, what you have to answer for in heaven or in hell. You know what I mean? So it's totally up to you what you want to do on this earth. But me... I choose to serve God only. I don't do I, I don't do anything Lord. else. You know what I mean? I have all the abilities in the world to do anything. Abby can tell you that, but I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't go after any of that stuff. I can go out and make all the money in the world, but I don't because I, I don't. I, I'm not serving God. I, I did it before, and I felt myself getting away from God, and I gave it all up. You know what I mean? I I, just, I, I don't feel you in my life anymore, God. And I said, "What do I do?" And he said, "Walk away from it." And I did. And everybody was like, you're crazy. You can't do that. And I, 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 you have to. You have, you have to. to be willing. You, you have, have to be willing, willing to just drop everything and just go serve God. You know what I mean? If you're not willing to do that, you don't serve the God that I serve. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you're Because the God I serve, I know it loves me so much that I just can drop anything and go serve him. That's what, that doesn't matter. Like, he calls me. I'm out in California right now because this is where he wants me. You know what I mean? Like, God said to me, like I told you, I just stay there until God calls me. God calls and says, you got to go. I go. I didn't wait one day. Everybody's like, you're going tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Well, you can't just go tomorrow. you got all this stuff to do. That's fine. That stuff's going to be there. You know what I mean? But right now, right now, God told me to go serve him. So I got up, packed my bags up, bought an airplane ticket, and go. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't hesitate. I didn't stop and think about. I'm like, well, I gotta go. I gotta do this. I gotta go pay these bills. And you know what I mean? And everybody always tells you that. Like my mom calls me. My brother calls me. Well, you can't just. Okay, cool, cool. All that'll be there when I get back. But right now, 
I'm going to go serve God because God told me to. I didn't, you know what I mean? I've had several instances recently where I, I started to, I would have an amazing thing happen and I, I see exactly what God worked out through it because had it went this way, I would have went that way. And until I can, you know, I'm still a baby and I'm still reeling this in. And so for me, I would rather have absolutely nothing, no miracles happen in my life until I'm ready to be able to not let it ever come before him. And that's, that's a place where I got last night. I literally was like, you know what? I would rather not even have these circumstances, these situations happen in my life because I would rather just have something that has a point to it, which is God to teach. And, and that's, you just, because the things of this world, they will distract you and pull you away, especially when you're a brand new baby, when you first get saved, they will, because it's hard not to. So you've got to just keep diving in and putting God first because the world is tempting. It's a, it's a wild temptress. The word tells us that. So you just have to. Yeah, so let's let's get on a little bit here with uh, Jacob here and uh, right, word, so we uh, know that God um, blessed Leah with four sons because Jacob didn't want to marry Leah at all, but to get Rachel, who he loved, he had to serve not seven but then fourteen years and had to marry uh, Leah as well as Rachel. Just uh, and, and, and this goes back to another thing of, of the sorry uh, of the okay. Ten Commandments. <laughs> it is uh, you know. He, he uh, in, in servitude, indentured servitude. There's no slaves. These people chose to be indentured. You know what I mean? So, so they're they're not slaves. They they they've chosen he this to life. Marry Rachel, so he offered. Yeah, yeah. So, so he offered himself. So, you know that this is where the argument of slavery comes into the Bible. Is this is verse right here because he, he he doesn't become a slave. He becomes an indentured servant. He's paying back a debt of her love. He's he paying back the family uh, a debt. So he's not a slave. He's he indentured servant. Because he, he's they, indentured here's birth. the thing and that you got to understand is whenever a man marries a woman, they take her from that home. Well, think of all the things that she's doing for that household. Right. She's keeping the sheep. She's, you know, because we know Rachel kept his sheep. So now right. he's got to go get someone to keep his sheep in Rachel's place. So he's paying for that seven years of service so that he has time to get the money together to find someone to do that. To replace, so, to replace her. For sure. Yeah, so so whenever, that's why there was a um, dowry with women right. was because you're taking them from their home and everything that they did in that household, they're not there to do anymore. So they've they're got doing, to find someone for you. else to do it. Right. Yeah. They're, they're serving another they household now. They didn't have a grocery so. store to go buy food from. You know, They had to do manual labor all day, every day to eat so right um and when rachel saw that she oh and so so rachel is barren but leah's not and god did this so that leah would have something and jacob would love her you know because she's the mother of his children. He, would, he would love her through the children yes you know what i mean so and because yeah it says leah was hated i mean she says the lord has looked upon my affliction now therefore my husband will love me so she and she said the lord hath heard that i was hated so you can tell she's being treated so poorly that she feels like she's hated so right and then that's the same way and god feels right with um was it hagar too ishmael's mom so, oh for sure for sure yeah uh-huh. so again anytime his children are treated poorly he sees and he he does 
he does give you what you need. And, and we can see that just in the very beginning of times he's been doing that. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead who hath withheld from thee the fruit of thy womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. And she gave him Bilhah, her handmaid, to wife, and Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. See, and here, here goes back to it. This is not her natural kid. This wasn't born from her. This was another person having this baby for her, and they're going to raise it up as their own child. So this goes back to adoption again. Of why it's, it, 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 you can you can love somebody that's not of your own blood and raise them as your own child. This, this clearly shows. Back then, any woman that was and they did it all the time. It, it, it happened in every family. You know, there were there was there was uh, Abraham did it. You know, with Ishmael, he went and got the concubine and, and had baby. So they could have a child, him and Sarah, you know. And here again, Jacob is 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 doing it with Rebecca. Um, they're they're getting that the the main main hand, and they're having a baby, and they're raising it as their own. So you know, a lot of the time that that people people get really messed up about this blood thing, and it, it's it, blood doesn't make it's your child. It, it's a matter of love. You know what I mean? Love makes that your child. It doesn't have one thing to do with your bloodline. You know nothing because this this person had no bloodline of, of Rebecca. Yeah. She but he loved this child the same as she does her own as it is her and own she child. She saw this child as a blessing. She said, "Yeah, you know, he's still, still a blessing. blessing. You still gave child. me a child. It wasn't through the way that I thought it was going to come through me. It, it was through this other way. But you still did it, God. You still honored me and you still gave me a blessing, even though that I did wrong." You're still going to give me a blessing. It may not be through the channels that I see it through. It may come to the message from a different place, but it's still coming to me. You know what I mean? Now, that's something we talked about today. You know what I mean? And right here is a prime example of what I was telling you earlier. Yeah, so that, you exactly know. what you said. Mm -hmm. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. And when Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave. I love this. I love this story so much because it's just so. I. It's just. It's. Is it your favorite one in the whole Bible? Just no, no. It's not my favorite. <laughs> but I just. I find this story so comical because they're being so silly. They're literally battling over who can have the most kids, and it's one of the funniest stories I feel like. But and, and, it's not. It's, it's about Jacob's love. It's I not know, about you know. know. It, it, it becomes it becomes a, a contest instead of just a trying contest. to. Yeah, and that's why and, and, the thumbnail that I put on here is two sisters and chess pieces against each other because that's exactly what they're doing, and they literally they can't have kids anymore. So now they're using they're using concubines to have more kids and saying, "Well, I raise you one concubine." <laughs> <laughs> when Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And can you imagine <laughs> Jacob just 
Seriously, guys, yeah. can another and, okay. And right. this is about cut. This is about coveting. This is this is where coveting is. comes in. This is where coveting. You know, most now. assuredly where coveting can. And also, I do feel like this was Jacob's cross to bear because of what he just did to his brother. Now he's watching two sisters For sure. just battle. Right, right. Each he, other over this, and he's sitting back like, man, what did I just man. do? What did I get myself into here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so he, he went he went to coveting his brother. This was his uh, items, and now 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 he's he's being redeemed for what his coveting. He's he's being he's being forced to go through it himself. He's being forced to learn the lesson yes. of what he did to his brother and through his own life lessons here. Literal life lessons. If you really pay yeah. attention, they're so literal. It's comical. It is comical. <laughs> Here's the real when you're literal. reading about it, you can understand it. In your own life, it's a little bit harder unless you see it. It is so hard to like see it, but when you read about it, it's so simple to point it out. Like, okay, right here, right here, this is going on. I can't do it in my own life most of the time, but I, I can do it when we're reading the Bible. I can say, yeah. well, here's a prime example of, of this, you know what I mean? And, and this is why and when God I reflect put. And go back, I see it and I laugh because I'm like, oh God, you're so good. <laughs> you're so good. You're, you're so, so smooth. You're so yes, yes. I just I can't wait to sit one I didn't day and see watch that. this I with like you. That. Well, yeah, I'm God. Yeah. I can do anything. I'm above nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when Leah, okay, in Zilpah, Leah's maid bare Jacob a son, and Leah said, a troop cometh, and she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of my son's mandrakes. So I looked this up, too, because I didn't understand it. Mandrakes, they believed, would make them fertile back then. So right. they were out having their kids find mandrakes to become more fertile so they could continue mm -hmm. this contest. And Rachel's begging her, please let me have some of those mandrakes. I need to be able to have one of my own. And she said unto her, is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? So she's, she's being real petty here. She's saying, now you've, you've taken my husband and now you're going to take these mandrakes from me too? And mm -hmm. Rachel right. said, therefore... He shall lie with me tonight for my for thy son's mandrakes. Lie with thee. So she said, you can have them tonight if you'll give me those mandrakes. I just want to have this baby. <laughs> and I don't care about him anymore. I'm, I'm worried about the contest exactly. than anything. Exactly. Yeah. She mm -hmm. has like given up on him. But she said, here, you can have them. I just want to be able to have this baby so I can win this contest. It's just. Right, right. And, and, that, that's, and that's a prime example, example of, of, of what he does. What we do in, and everyday life now. I just want to win the contest. I got to work seven days because this guy, I got to be better than him. I got to, I got to do this. So I got to be open on Sundays now too if I'm going to keep up here. I'm going to keep my business up and running. You know what I mean? I, I gotta, I gotta now do these things that that violate the laws of God. They nine hours a day. I'm gonna have to do nine hours a day too. I mean, it's it's everything. They have this brand new pair of Nikes. I'm gonna have to go get me a brand new pair. It's just, it's everything. This is this is exactly what humanity continues to do over and over. And they lose sight of Jacob, God. That's the figurative here. They're losing sight right. of their love for Jacob because they've gotten so wrapped up. In, in this and serving this contest of, of, of being Jacob never cared he never he just loved Rachel he just loved her with right. all of his heart 
That's it. That's all he wanted was her. That's all God wants is us. No, I think we're about up on our hour here, so let's uh, we'll wrap her up here. Okay. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. So J even Jacob is saying, You must come to me. I've hired you with my son's mandrakes. Like, because my son gave Rachel the mandrakes, you have to come in to me. So yeah, I, this, to me, I feel like even he's getting frustrated with the situation by that phrase right there. Oh, for sure. Imagine what he's going through. Yeah. I mean, he's got all these kids, and these women are just bickering all the time. They're fighting over mandrakes, and they're doing all this, and, and there's just no, there's so much strife in the household, you know, because this is all happening in one household. This is happening in the house of Jacob. So inside of his household, there's so much strife because of jealousy, because of, envy. you know, envy, because of all the seven deadly sins and it all, you know, and the coveting and all this stuff that goes into there. Um, so this is all playing out here. And this is a prime example of what's going about to happen here in, in Exodus. You know what I mean? And this is setting up the rest of the Ten Commandments. So we, we went through the first seven already, and now we're about to wrap up the last three here, which is Jacob alone. He's about to give us the lessons and, and, and everything on these last three commandments and, and basically set up the Exodus story of what, what could happen with Moses here. You know, and so, the, so this, is, this is good stuff. And God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God hath God hath given me my hire because I have given my maid to my husband, and she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons, and she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter and called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass when Rachel had borne Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away that I may go into mine own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me, for it was little which thou hadst before I came, and it is now increased unto a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now, when shall I provide my own house also? So... This right here speaks on, again, so now he's trusting in Jacob being there instead of God. He's saying, well, you can't leave now because I'm getting all these blessings because you're here. So now he's, like, trying to to keep him as covet. a slave. Yeah, co covet him. He's right. coveting him. As, as, and he's, as, again, as a treasure, as an idol, you know what I mean? You can't go nowhere idol. because you you're my You can't go away yes. because I, I didn't have hardly anything, and now that you've been here, I have all these things. The Lord blesses you, and, and, and again, there, he's putting – he's got himself a false idol here so this was all just so much on my precious yeah my precious it's exactly you know what exactly I mean? you can't uh -huh. leave i'm gonna keep you forever because you know you're you're the reason why all this happened no god is god's the reason so if he would just put his yeah. trust in god he wouldn't have to hold jacob hostage here and 
And he said, exactly. what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. And so we can continue yeah, that tomorrow. But um, how Jacob gets out of this mess, because he's already served no, 14 man, it's, years. It's, and it indicates here that it's been probably past 14 years, especially with all the kids. And, and then, you know, it's sure, funny to me, too, because the dad's having to watch what he did by making Jacob marry both of these women. He's watching his daughters just torment each other with all these, you know, all this. It's just yeah, sad. Yeah. So, so, and it goes to yeah, well, what you said in the beginning, the reason why, you know, they could have multiple marriages if their household could allow for it. Clearly, we have a situation here where it shows that it was not God's intention for you to have multiple wives. Now... For the kings and the ones who had plenty and they needed to have several kids, you know, it's a different situation, but... Don't take more than you need. It wasn't the intended way. Don't ever take more than you need. Yeah, exactly. Especially not sisters. That's a good wrap-up for the day. So.